The man who discovered the blood moons is here with us. This is not good. This is one bucket wow. of pancakes. The man of the toupee. He's on the front page of New York There's no respect for white European males anymore. John Hagee produced, written by? I don't know. Yeah, I think co-written. Co- so he co-wrote the screenplay for this? Yeah. Uh, the name of the <laughs> movie we're really? talking about is the Jerusalem Syndrome. Right? It's, no, it's, it's not the Jerusalem Syndrome. Marin did Jerusalem Syndrome. Jerusalem oh, that's Countdown. Jerusalem Syndrome is Mark Marin's book about how uh, China is the devil, right? It's like the exact same thing, right? <laughs> it's Mark Barron being like, there's <laughs> gonna be three fucking blood moons, man. And they're gonna fucking pow, <laughs> make me shit my pants. <laughs> no, this is called yeah. Jerusalem Countdown. And uh, what did we watch this on? Uh, the Kevin Sorbo Netflix? What's called Pure Flicks? <laughs> it's Pure Flicks. Which, by the way, is a very weird streaming site. Just looking through what they had on there. Cause it's all like weird Bible movies, but then they have talking dog movies, which I like. And they had like some <laughs> Denzel Washington movie <laughs> on there, which I don't know if he knows he's on really? that. Yeah. <laughs> it's called like The Great Debaters. I think I remember when it came out, but I don't know what it's about because it looked boring and bad. But I don't think it's a Jesus-y movie. So I don't know what's going on with this streaming site. It's very weird. Uh, I canceled the script, uh, the free trial right away when it asked for the reason why. I said, I worship the devil as the reason for canceling my subscription. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, I'm trying to quickly like just Google Pure Flicks to see... If there, yeah, so have faith in your entertainment. It seems like it, yeah, it's specifically geared for uh, religious types like Hagee Ministries. Yeah, and um, like we said, he co wrote this movie and it's based on his nonfiction book. Because as I was like watching the movie, like once it when it started, I was like, what is this book? Because like the movie is like a weird, like Tom Clancy. Like spy thriller, supposedly, kind of. Unless they're constantly yeah. saying that the CIA, you don't know because the movie literally has three settings. Just like some house, like a weird bar, <laughs> and a car. And a car. Yeah, there's like three settings <laughs> in this like movie. Uh, but it's supposed to be this like globe trotting like fucking Jack Ryan esque movie. 
And I was like, because they go from Illinois to Virginia. That's, yeah, that's all the travel that they do. Yeah, and it doesn't they seem. They go to Baltimore <laughs> once, I think. In the movie, it's called Jerusalem Countdown. They go from Chicago to Virginia. <laughs> to yeah, Baltimore. they don't even. They don't even go to the Middle East at all. Jerusalem, no. Jerusalem Countdown sounds like the name of like a song by like the Clash or something. Right? I could see like <laughs> Joe Strummer singing like Jerusalem Countdown or something. Yeah, I mean, not really. It sounds like just like a faith-based like power pop band or something. No, I don't know. No, it sounds like it, it sounds like the Clash. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. Um, yeah, this movie, um, I was shocked that when it was over, it was only like 81 minutes, because this <laughs> felt like a slog to get through. Yeah, absolutely. Although, there, it had its moments, I think. It no, it's like a very funny movie, but they're not trying to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, so we should probably get to the plot of this movie. Amador, do you want to run the plot down? Because I don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think running through the plot for this kind of movie is pretty fucking difficult. Ah, just you because don't remember it either. <laughs> no, I well, like, just, I mean, there's a lot that happens like, through the whole movie. It just feels like Hagee was calling out different, you know, organizations, just like going through like a sweaty like night spell, and he's like, "Oh, the CIA are involved. There's the fucking Revolution of God people, uh, Iranians, um, yeah, <laughs> like the FBI, the CIA." The beginning, uh, the way I the guess. movie starts is fucking crazy. Where like, who is it's making a deal with like the uh, like the weird like Muslim villain, like making a deal with him. He just shoots them all like right away to show Muslims yeah. are oh, bad. He hoses them down. Yeah, we can we talk about that? <laughs> that yeah. scene is uh, amazing because the movie talks about like uh the whole point of the movie is that there's these things called the seven wonders and they're trying to figure out what it is you figure out pretty quickly that they're nuclear bombs but the beginning scene yeah the briefcase nuclear bombs are all stacked together loosely in like this like <laughs> closet and then like he goes to meet the guy at the docks and they just like open fire it's like that's like that's really reckless considering that those people were holding seven <laughs> nuclear bombs. <laughs> they weren't activated, all right? Oh, <laughs> how do you activate <laughs> How do you Oh, no, yeah, I mean... It was weird. They were in a closet, and it was almost, like, comical, because the guy opened the closet door, and they, like, started falling out. <laughs> whoa, <laughs> like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and then they yeah, all, like, I fell mean, down, and he went, like, whew. Thank God they didn't like explode, and then like a feather <laughs> fell on it, and they went. Like, what are you doing, Scar Dude? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before that scene, the movie literally opens with a scene that I guess they finish towards the end of the movie, where all of a sudden, um, well, like don't spoil the very ending because 
you don't know what it is. It's just like a bunch of people going like, whoa, whoa, like on the street, yeah. looking up, and clearly <laughs> they didn't have nuts. like a b- big budget because it just looks like flashlights, like someone just turning on and off flashlights like really quickly, and a bunch of people like looking up, going like, whoa, no. There is yeah. a cool helicopter that like crashes in the beginning behind the main characters or behind a house, and there's no explosion. Yeah, you just see all. it like <laughs> gently fall behind the house and go, <laughs> but there's like no fire or explosion at all. Yeah, so I looked it up, and this movie was a made-for-TV movie. I don't know what channel it was on. I think uh, Nick at Night. <laughs> it was on Nick at Night. <laughs> I don't know, probably some weird yeah. like uh, Christian channel on like deep cable. One of those ones like yeah, channel so 575 on. So the production companies for this are Ten West Studios, God and Country Entertainment, and Pure Flix Productions. So God and Country Entertainment. That yeah. sounds like a thing that is that Cormac McCarthy's production studio. It sounds like a Cormac Cor- <laughs> McCarthy novel. God and Country. That's a cool name. Yeah. I like that. Pure Flix sucks ass. That's a stupid fucking name. But like God and Country, that that sounds tough. I like it. Yeah, Ten West Studios is affiliated with a man named Harold David Cronk. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's not. That's a Mr. Show character, Harold David Cronk. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's forty-seven years old. No, he's um, not. And you're lying. Harold David Cronk is no. 30,000 years old. And he chain-smoked cigars. I mean, the Kronk lineage goes back (laughs) fucking centuries, probably. The caveman, I'm guessing. uh, Kronk's the name of a a Sega game about a caveman. (laughs) Kronk's Adventures. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so uh, supposedly he's an American writer, director, and producer of Christian films. Huh. <laughs> Kronk does not sound Christian at all. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, so. <laughs> so, and so I'm guessing at some point Kronk read the, again, nonfiction book this is based on. Yeah. And was like, I'm going to fucking turn this into like a spy thriller. And then they're like, you have $300. And he's like, okay. Uh, it, it's set in a house in a car and like it, uh, like a bar near my house. <laughs> hey, but they paid money for fucking Randy Travis too. Yeah, and Stacy Keach. Stacy Keach was in Cheech and Chong and American History Man. X. He's the main Nazi in American History. He's like the guy who like teaches Edward Norton's character how to be a Nazi. In American History X, which, I don't know, makes it weird that he's in this movie. We'll get to his character at some point, but, uh, yeah. So I think that's probably where so most of the budget went, right? Is for, like, the combined 45 seconds of screen time that Randy Travis and Stacey Keach have in this movie. Yeah, definitely. Oh, you're going to say something, Kenny? Oh, yeah, so I was just going to say, so, yeah, there's a 
the movie opens with like a weird scene where people are screaming in the streets. Uh, then it cuts like a weird boat deal at a dock where uh, I already spoiled it, but the seven nuclear weapons in a briefcases are being offloaded. And yeah, that's uh, and then it just cuts to I think our main character, the Pastor White. I, I don't remember his name. I just remember that he's Pastor White in those other movies. <laughs> what other movies? What so, are you talking about? So oh, there, he's that guy's in like every Christian movie. Yeah, Almanor, so, <laughs> before, yeah. so before we so met you, he's an FBI you, agent in this one. Right before we met you, Kenny and I used to just get drunk at his apartment and watch uh, these Christian movies on Netflix. So we recognize gotcha. like half these people from movies. <laughs> <laughs> and that guy, yeah, yeah, I was like, you have to explain that because. Well, and the, yeah, and this main guy is in like all of them. He's like the um, Robert Downey Jr. of these Christian movies. He's like in all of them. <laughs> gotcha. Well, in this movie, he is the main character, and he's uh, Agent Shane, FBI Agent Shane. Uh, now, weird, yes. a cool thing about this where we're introduced to him that you can like literally just call up the FBI and ask to talk to like a specific agent, <laughs> and they'll patch you right through. Like you can just yeah. be like, yeah. Oh, he's just like they don't yeah, care he's who just, you are. They're just gonna patch you right through. He's just watching like fake Fox News, and they're screaming about like how like Palestinians are evil or something, right? Yeah, yeah. It's so uh, it's like <laughs> super implicit, but like yeah, the anytime they show news broadcasts, they're like, oh well, Israel, like, what are they supposed to do? Just you know have a couple choice meats of their land and give up the rest to, you know, Hamas. It's like, oh, okay. It's so. very weird. And the, like, they're not having, like, <laughs> debates. It's just, like, one guy being like, what are they supposed to do, not do genocide? And then, like, another guy's like, you're right. I and this guy's just watching that. Uh, Agent Shane's just, like, watching the – very weird newscast, and then a guy just goes, "Hello, is this the FBI?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's that Rockwell guy, right? I think so. It's the guy who, like, yeah, this is the guy he meets with later, right? Yeah. Yeah. So this yeah, guy so like says, "Oh, go ahead." Oh, I was just gonna say that he like basically calls him, and he says that he needs to talk to him, and that. Someone said that he could trust him or something like that. Yeah, and then there's, like, a weird scene where it's, like, him on his computer, like, frantically looking up stuff about this guy and, like, what this – like, what could this guy be talking about? And then he gets another phone call, and he's like, hey, it's me, your friend from the FBI. I worried about you. You need to get some sleep. And he goes, I will. And they just go, okay, bye-bye. <laughs> and they, like, hang up the phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird. It's a very ham-fisted yeah. way to get the plot rolling. It's just like somebody – like, what if somebody called FBI? I was like, get me FBI agent because bomb? And then that's basically well, how the movie starts. Well, besides that, they're starting off by – they just have fake news things just being like, okay, these are like our point of views. This is what we want you to take away from this. And then a guy's like, hello, FBI? I need your help. And he goes, okay. And he goes, let me Google some stuff. And he's like, Google, Google, Google. And then his FBI friend calls him and is like, hey, man, you're, like, overworked. And, like, also, you're, like, a non-believer. Because that's, like, the thing about this agent, right? He's oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. 
I'm worried about you because you're overworked and also don't believe in God. And he goes, oh, I know. i got to solve this case. And he goes, okay, bye-bye. And they go, love you. And he hangs up the phone. (laughs) 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 Then Then he goes to the guy's house. Yeah, that called him. <laughs> yeah, yeah Rockwell. Yeah, he's yeah. just Rockwell's house. Who's just like the crazy guy who just like red pills this like FBI agent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like, you know what the seven wonders are, and then as soon as he says, you know what the seven wonders are, I'll tell you. This Wait, guy like can busts. I just say that's a, such a fucking weird way for that guy to go about that conversation because seven wonders is like the terminology used by the terrorist group, right? Like, why is the guy who smuggled the nuclear wa- <laughs> nuclear bombs in, like, why is he being like, this oh, is a is puzzle? Telling- why is he not just like, hey, uh, I accidentally smuggled smuggled nuclear weapons into the country? Like, why is he being like coy um, about it? Like, do oh, because he need because he needs because <laughs> he needs time to kind of like establish like Palestinian is Palestine's fucking evil, and he's just like shit. He's, like, saying yeah. a bunch of weird shit about Muslims, and this, like, weird yeah. FBI agent who they, like, established is supposed to be, like, this, like, you know, non-believer, like, super, like, skeptical fucking guy is immediately, like, oh, shit. Like, he gets pilled, like, right away. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because, like, he's he basically says, look, there's a lot of stuff that's already been predicted in the Bible that's happening now. And you just need to pay attention or whatever. And uh, basically pointing out how all these Middle Eastern countries, all these Muslim countries are going to stand up in f- together against Israel. Man, fuck this guy. He's just <laughs> trying to, like, blame scapegoat. He, he smuggled nuclear weapons yeah. into the country. And he's just being like, no, well, it was Iran. And this FBI agent, like, right off the bat's like, oh, shit. This, like, weird guy who he doesn't know. Who just called him on the phone? Like it. I'm guessing. I'm assuming it's supposed to be like one in the morning. He's just like, "Hello, FBI. I have fucking something to tell you." And he's like, "Okay, bye. I'll be there in <laughs> twenty minutes." And then, uh, as he's getting to the end of his story, a um, I'm guessing Muslim guy comes in. He just like walks to the front door, more or less, right? Just like gunman, just like walks into the house. Like hello, <laughs> and he shoots the guy, and then he does. <laughs> this I rewound this like three times, because <laughs> like the FBI, what's his name, Agent like Dolph, what's the guy's Agent name? Agent Chang. Agent Chang. Agent Chang. Oh fuck! I thought you said Agent Chang. <laughs> I was like, no. Cool. Shane, right. Shane Daughtry. Well, Agent Chang's just like sitting on the couch with like his arms, like he's just like maxing out on the couch. His Chill. arms are spread out. As this guy gets shot, he doesn't, like, jump up when the guy gets shot. And, like, the gunman, like, shoots at him but misses him. And he shoots the couch. And the couch, like, seesaws up. And just, like, last kind of shade off of it. And then he goes, whoa. And he gets to his feet. And then he just, like, starts shooting back at the guy. He, like, doesn't react at all to this guy getting murdered. And he wouldn't have got off the couch if that gun wasn't powerful enough to shoot the couch. (laughs) <laughs> like at like a ninety degree <laughs> angle and like blast him off it. He's like, "Well, I'm up now. Guess I should fight back." Yeah, and that then it. Cool <laughs> yeah, that scene was really cool. I mean, that's like you know, if I was a Hagee Ministry like dog brained person, 
like seeing that guy just nonchalantly react to death, I'd be like, yeah. This yeah, is... that's a badass moment. He's like, <laughs> I don't even give a fuck. I don't even, I'm here. I don't know this guy. He called me. I. What the fuck <laughs> that's is this? the thing. He doesn't. <laughs> it's not like nonchalant, like in like a like Jason Bourne way, where he's like, okay, this guy died. I need to get this guy because he's gonna come after me next. This guy gets shot in front of him, and he's just like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" <laughs> just hanging out on this stranger's couch. Right. It was more yeah. confusion, like not awareness. I don't think it was confusion. I think he's like just a dog like, watching TV. Yeah, I think he's just like a chill dude. <laughs> he's like, "Whoa, fuck, that's gnarly. That's gnarly. You died. That sucks for you, man." And after that, a big. Chase scene ensues, right? When he shoots and the couch, he's like the jerk. He's like, he hates this couch. He's trying to kill the couches. <laughs> he's, he still doesn't get it. <laughs> he's just some yeah, then, uh, chase scene happened. But it's not like a cool one, right? It's just like on foot, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I At one point, you know, the uh, Muslim man is like up in some rafters uh, going up flights of stairs or whatever. And and so they're just, like, shooting diagonally at each other. And then uh, Agent Shane sees some explosive, I, I don't know, containers. And it's he, a very video game thing he does. He shoots the explosive yeah. barrels, and it knocks the gunman unconscious. Yeah. Instead of, and, like, killing him? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it was just enough to, like, shock him, you know? He actually just fainted because he's a baby. He's a pussy can't take explosions. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, clearly. Like, I don't know if you all noticed this, but, like, every person of color in this movie is, like, either bad or they're just, like, inconsequential to the scene. Um, <laughs> yeah. There's a scene <laughs> where, like, the FBI agents are all huddled together. So this is kind of, like, after this whole scene. But basically, they take the guy back to, you know, some interrogation room, and <laughs> this scene's pretty great too. Black... Sorry, go ahead. Oh. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say this scene's really great too because Shane just gets the shit kicked out of him by this guy who's handcuffed. Yeah, he's gonna like beat the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah. So before that, uh, I think Shane's talking to his partner, and they're like. Yeah, I don't know. He just keeps repeating that Revelations chapter about death being on a pale horse or whatever. Because his, his, his partner's a lady, right? Who's, a, like, religious. She's not? But she, like, knows the Bible. <laughs> but he also knows the Bible. Yeah. yeah. But he also he knows, knows the, the Bible, Bible, but he's also, like, he doesn't believe in this God stuff, but he, like, infinitely knows the Bible. They both do. Yeah. And she's Jewish. Ah. Don't get me started. And he's... <laughs> <laughs> he's just Agent Shane, baby. So yeah, he's just Max and I, a lot I of people I do want to pick up one thing where they they figure out... So the guy that got killed, the what's it, what was his name in the house? Rockwell. Yeah, Rockwell. Rockwell. Rockwell got referred to our main FBI agent, to this other guy, who they go to his restaurant, and he's like a Russian guy. And oh, yeah. uh, I remember because the FBI agent like made a point of turning to the like the female lead and being like, "You still like Russian food, right?" 
and then it cuts <laughs> to this Russian restaurant, and they're just making scrambled eggs and ground beef, and that's not... <laughs> what is Russian food? I was going to ask that. What is Russian food, even? Well, it's not scrambled eggs and ground, <laughs> uh, ground beef. And the two, the guy brags, like, the guy who owns the restaurant is like, wait till you try my borscht. It's like, that's a soup. You're making <laughs> scrambled eggs and ground beef. <laughs> what a gross combination of, like, foods to put together. <laughs> like, you can I put mean, an egg on a burger, but, like, scrambled eggs with, like, ground beef mushed into it. It's not is good. Is that borscht? Good. No. <laughs> no, borscht. That's... <laughs> That's literally nothing. That's literally a nonsense soup. I'm pretty sure what's his name? Gronk? And he said it was a soup. I guy? looked it up. I looked up what borscht is because I was like, I know that's not borscht. Borscht is a beet, is a soup made out of beets. So he's like, wait till you try my borscht. And then he's like, here's scrambled eggs and ground beef. I'm pretty sure when Hagee and uh, what's his name, like Tony Gronk, what's the guy's name who wrote this? Oh, uh, Harold Harold Cronk. Yeah. <laughs> it's insane that your guess, Tony Cronk, was not as outrageous as Harold Cronk. Yeah, I'm sure Harry Gronk and Pastor Hagee, when they were writing this, like, what's what's your Russians eat? And they're like, I don't know, fucking something stupid like grump even eggs. <laughs> I love that this, like, how did they pull this from Hagee's prophecy? <laughs> the beef and eggs bit? <laughs> yeah, just all of it. <laughs> what if that's like some like, weird like racial wonder, stereotype like... he has like in like about Russians? It's like ah, you know Russians always with the big furry hats and all the parents of bears and they're eating fucking scrambled eggs and fucking hamburger meat. <laughs> like wait, what was that last one? <laughs> you know with the with the Adidas tracksuits and the gold chains and the. AK-47s and the scrambled eggs and fucking hamburger meat. What is that called? I don't know, borscht. <laughs> called borscht. <laughs> That's a real thing. Yeah, it is a real thing. It's eggs and hamburgers. I'm, I'm fucking, I'm Jimmy Gronk. The weird, <laughs> professional writer. The weird part is that the Russian guy literally knows everything. He like he just comes out and says it. Oh, the seven wonders are nuclear weapons. <laughs> that, yeah. that, that's literally where they get the. So the guy, I, which I don't even understand why that other guy in that house needed to be killed because this Russian guy <laughs> he knew, knows everything. knew the entire plot of the movie already. Yeah, but you know he, you know he, <laughs> he said that he needed vodka in his coffee. Like now that Rockwell was dead, they were buds. Yeah, he was like, to "Cheers to that, homie. You're dead now. Let me spill all this, all the borscht everywhere." <laughs> Love to start my morning <laughs> with vodka coffee and hamburger eggs. <laughs> my favorite, <laughs> my favorite way to get diarrhea. <laughs> and then, and then that's when they do the interrogation scene because Pastor White guy goes back and is like, "Where are the bobs?" And he just gets his ass. Yeah, the guy says something. He's like, he does something. He's like, come closer. And he's like, huh? And then he just slams his head into like, the table and beats the shit out of him. Somehow, like, gets loose from the cuffs. And then a uh, Jew lady cop opens the door and points a gun at him. And then, uh, and then Agent Shane's like, oh, yeah, I have a gun, too. And he points his gun. 
Like you're bad at being an FBI agent. You don't know how to react when people have guns. You don't know like the appropriate time to use your gun. You're just getting shot at and beat up, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I also have a gun. Yeah. So I don't know. Okay, I, I got that out of order. Because they go meet the Russian guy after she shows up, so he did get beaten up before. Yeah, and I, I do think before uh, that, too, doesn't she meet with her dad at some point? And her yeah. dad just... This is what we were referring to when we were like, oh, the like the weird like cut to the news scenes where like Israel is having, you know, negotiations about what to do. Wait, is her dad the Stacy Keach character? Yeah. Yeah. That's her dad. See, I didn't even put it together. I thought he was just like a dude. <laughs> <I> was like <laughs> See, and that's what yeah, makes that that's what was like weird to me watching this is like so her dad, who's played by Stacey Keach, is just giving her, like, monologues about, like, how um, Jerusalem's, like, this sacred place and how, like, yeah. the Jewish people have been through so much and, like, Muslims are Muslims are all evil. And it's like, you were the guy who was the main Nazi in American History X. It's weird that you're giving this speech, which kind of, like, reinforces that thing that all actors are, like, just stupid people. Because I don't think, like, any, yeah. I think they're just like, here's a million dollars. You don't have to get out of your limousine. Oh, you think he got a million dollars for this role? Yeah. No, no I way. don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Enough? There's no way. <laughs> no, I don't know. Probably, like, I don't know. What do you think? Like, $20,000? It's like, you, you have to work for uh, 30 minutes. You don't have to get out of the car. <laughs> He's like, okay, what do you want me to say? He's like a bunch of like, a bunch of Islamophobic stuff, and he was like, fair enough. Am I the Nazi guy again? They're like, kind of, sort of. You're kind <laughs> of a bad person. Kind of. Well, yeah, he he basically, you know, um, I don't really know. It it seems like he's just like a Zionist Jewish, like. I don't know if he's like a rabbi or just yeah, like a. It's weird because they never really established. He seems to have a lot of intelligence, but he's not a part of the CIA or the FBI. His his intelligence is purely just like the Bible, right? That and then just being like, ah, I don't know, man. These Israel negotiations aren't going the way they should be. This is going to be bad for the world and for the U.S. Oh, he's playing John Hagee, I think. I think he's supposed to be Hagee standing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was trying to think, like, who's Hagee in this movie? Is it that guy? Probably. I um, mean... Or is it the guy that ends up in the Muslim man's home? Okay, well, hold Ooh, on. We can't okay. talk about that guy. He's my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get to that guy now. Because then it cuts... Yeah, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. So, I... God, that character... His, his, like his character arc is the stupidest in the movie? yeah. Because he has, like, no conflict at all <laughs> in, like, the movie. So, so after the interrogation, it, like, cuts to, like, we're in this reporter's house. And he's just, like, writing. What's he writing? Something about, like, a two-state solution or something? Oh, I don't know what he was. He's just he writing, writing an article that yeah. it's never really defined he's, what it is. He's writing an article that we're supposed to, like, 
It's like we vaguely are like, oh, this is about like the Middle East. Yeah, and I think so because there's like the first scene with him, his wife, Ange, uh, <laughs> walks in and she's just like, you know, the answers are in that that old Bible of yours. And yeah, he's, he's like, like he's like trying to like he's like desperately like going like ah, I need to finish this. I have a deadline, and she's like. You should yeah. try reading this fucking Bible. <laughs> yeah, and he's like, "And you fucking doofus! You look, you think Noah's Ark is real?" And she's like, "Well, that's the yeah. funniest. That's the funniest part to me about that is because like after his wife does that, he's like, ah, I know you recently like found God and you became a Christian, and you think he's gonna be like, I don't believe in any of that mumbo jumbo,' and he's like." I think all the stuff in the Bible is pretty cool, actually. I just, like, don't know how to believe in it. Like, his conflict is he's like, I want to be a Christian, yeah. but I don't know how to do it. Like, that's his conflict. It's Yeah, there's the yeah. morning after scene where he, like, kind of, during that night, he kind of criticizes her faith. He's like, you really believe that it was a great flood and Moses and all that, and, and Noah and all that? And he's, she's like, yeah. And then the next morning. He does uh, this a weird speech where he's like, oh. I think the Bible's tight and good, but, like, I just can't believe no, it. She asks him, oh, well, let me ask you this. Do you think Jesus Christ existed? And he goes, of course he did. People celebrate Christmas and Easter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, and then no, before that. Is like, why should he be crucified? I don't want to. he goes, I don't know. Like, I don't want to cut you off. But before he says the Christmas and Easter thing, he goes. Yeah, of course Jesus existed. There's overwhelming science, scientific proof. Like people celebrating Christmas and Easter. It's like that's not. What are you talking? You're like a professional journalist. <laughs> you think that science? Yeah, yeah. I like that she 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 just asks him why was why was Jesus crucified? You know, like what's the point of Christianity? And he's like, I, I don't I don't know. He was bad or something. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Jesus, Jesus roamed around with some bad hombres. <laughs> he was a pretty bad dude. But but that's kind of like that guy's whole like fucking weird, like supposed to be his like character arc. Is yeah. he does insult his wife, but he's also like, look, <laughs> yes, Jesus is a Jesus is real, and I want to believe in like the Bible, but like I I'm I'm a scared to believe in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I can't help but think of, like, this shit is, like, so reminiscent of, like, just different character arcs, like, in the Bible. So I think of, like, the Doubting Th the doubting Thomas character, you know? Like, it's, like, someone who's, like, they're kind of a believer, but they're not. And then it's not until they see something that they, you know, finally, like, come around or whatever. Well, and so that's, that's his whole thing. <laughs> I was what? expecting, like, I was expecting his arc to be, like, I don't know how you can believe in God. Look, I'm a reporter. I see all this like fucked up shit happening in the world. Like, no, he like straight up goes to his wife. But he's it's like, like not. He's just like literally doesn't know anything about it, <laughs> and he's just like, I'm I'm waiting for somebody to te to teach to teach me. Well, and there's like no and there's no conflict with like his wife becoming a Christian because he's like goes, look, I'm not gonna deny you've been like a better person ever since you started believing in Jesus. Like he says that to her. She's like, yeah. yeah. Like, he seems to be pretty, like, stoked. 
then his wife's a Christian. He's like, you're better. You're a better, nicer person now. God's obviously real because of the scientific fact of Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just, I'm he's just very open. I'm just scared. Like, I'm just scared. Everyone in the New York Times is gonna call me a doofus if I like start praying. But I want to. I'm just scared. <laughs> She's like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that guy's. Yeah, <laughs> that, that guy's my favorite. Yeah, he's the best character in this movie. Yeah, there's like seemingly no reason that he could that he is even 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 in the film, but it's just it, a matter of he sees that a Muslim man lives across the street from him, and he's like racist as shit. So he yeah, goes, he starts profiling. This is shit. a terrorist. No, what's very funny is it's like, yeah, he's like that Muslim guy. He looks like, he looks, he looks suspicious. And people like cut to the guy, and he's like this big guy, and he's just like angry. And it's like, yeah, it's very funny to be like, I think my neighbor's a terrorist, and then it cuts to him, and it's like this guy who's like, oh yeah, this guy's clearly like. Not trying to blend in at all to like Western society. It's just like this, like angry. Yeah. It's like this, yeah, angry like Muslim guy. Seven foot five, angry bald guy who does like the throat slitting <laughs> motion at him from across the street. <laughs> it's it's funny because like, like this movie wants to do that thing where it's like. Honey, maybe my I think the neighbor's a terrorist. But like any movie that's not written by a Harold Gronk would have the terrorist to be like I mean it's so racist as shit, but they'd have him be like, Oh, hello, I'm assimilating to American life. I work at I work at Walmart and I wear polos. And this guy's just like an angry he's like a dude like in a turban and like a he's wearing like robes and he's just like glaring at the neighbors and it's like you can't even, like, you have to be like, oh, all Muslims are scary terrorist monsters. Like, you can't even, like, yeah. for the sake of making your movie, like, less stupid, give this guy some kind of humanity. You have to make him an angry terrorist who's just like, you'll never suspect well, me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it follows along with the story, right? Because, you know, the the fucking story that, you know, Eve... Uh, Agent Eve, who's that FBI lady, the, her dad is basically talking about how, you know, like, Muslims are going to, like, ruin Israel or whatever the fuck he thinks is going to happen. Well, doesn't he say uh, something crazy where he's like, hey, what's, like, super fucked up is, like, if these people really were Muslim, they wouldn't be doing this because that's, like, not what Muslims do. Like, he sees something crazy where he's like, if these um, people understood I, the Quran, that there's, like... <laughs> I think it was the opposite. I think it was, it was like some I can't remember what the statement was, but he's basically saying that of course they're against Israel or whatever. Oh, I remember what it was. <laughs> it what was, was uh it? he said that in every single mosque when like you what comes down to it, every single Muslim in every single mosque is against the existence of the Jewish state. Is against Jerusalem, is against the Jewish people. Oh cool. So it's like the most racist thing you you could say. <laughs> By the way, uh, we're led to also believe that this is like an estranged father from his daughter. So he, this is the first thing 
he says to his daughter, like, after meeting her, after what I can only presume was, like, years of non-communication. Yeah, he just yeah. goes, like, get... that. It's, like, the worst <laughs> thing. Like, hey, by the way, you should talk about the Muslims coming in. Like, oh, no. Yeah, you <laughs> be, imagine no. meeting your estranged dad in the back of, like, a limousine, and he's like, yeah, fucking Muslims are all stinky, gross villains, right? And you're just like... <laughs> but she's not, like, doubting it. She's kind of no. like, hmm, oh. She's into it. Yeah, she's like, okay. Okay, bye-bye. Yeah. <laughs> she just leaves. There, <laughs> this is, there, they give the the father-daughter a little backstory, too, and that uh, they were a Jewish family, and then one night, uh, I guess her dad came into her bedroom and it was like, we believe in Jesus now. And then um, they got the, the parents got divorced, and she hadn't seen her dad in years. And that's how... Yeah. That's, that's how the story begins. It's like <laughs> him and that lady, that reporter, that like sad little fuckboy man, like his <laughs> wife and her dad, like have sudden weird conversions to Christianity that are never explained or explored at all. Yeah, it just yeah, leads you to like, like neglect a lot of weird your stories. Yeah, it just leads you to neglect your family and then be racist to them in a <laughs> back of a minivan. <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, that's one of the things where it's like that that story didn't really like get you know tied up at the end like it they just left it like weird estranged family and then you know the rapture happens so well his oh, yeah not to like her dad leaves <laughs> forever <laughs> bye bye yeah well, he has a, he has one more from abandoning his family to abandoning his family again. Well, he has one yeah. other. He has like one other like insignificant scene in the car. Or no, he only has that one scene, right? He has a couple, like three. Yeah. Okay, because when does fucking Randy Travis come in? Because he like meets. <laughs> 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 yeah, they uh they meet with him after I think they find out. They meet about him at the, the restaurant, the probably the yeah. Russian one. But Randy Travis is eating eggs and a hamburger, and he's like. Howdy, partner. I'm an FBI agent. It is Randy Travis' voice. Yeah. Well, he meets with Eve, and he says something to her like, oh, it wouldn't hurt for you to smile more or whatever. <laughs> it's just like, okay, He's cool. Like, more, have you ever uh, heard? I'm a web foot. Your dad <laughs> might have not talked to you for 37 years because he became a weird missionary for Christ, but... He's going to love you forever, forever and ever, amen. Then he winks at the camera. <laughs> yeah. That, so, yeah, her and the main guy. What's his name? Jesus. Shane? Shane. Agent even, Shane. Even Shane meet with Randy Travis's character. And it's so weird because he's like a CIA agent. And they're like, somebody smuggled seven nuclear weapons. By the way, every <laughs> single person in this movie says nuclear, and it's <laughs> the funniest thing. Right, and they're at uh, the rest. They're at the restaurant, so I'm sure they just like walked in on Randy Travis like eating at a Chili's, and they're like, "Hey, can you be in our movie?" And he's like, "Honestly, why not?" <laughs> well, this was released in 2011, so it's quite possible that huge swaths of America still did not know how to say nuclear correctly. Yeah. yeah. That's true. In there, I, I just, it's funny to me that FBI agents and CIA agents are saying nuclear. Like, that's... <laughs> well, I mean, you have to believe yeah. they have some, like, 
You have to believe some FBI agent who's like, whole job is to like, you know, blend in and not be noticeable. Wouldn't it be Randy Travis, who's like six five and has like the thickest Southern accent? He'd be like, <laughs> oh yeah, that weird like Larry Bird sized guy <laughs> with like a with like a Dale with like a Boomhauer voice. He doesn't belong here. Who in I don't know Uzbekistan or something. Yeah, it's so weird. Oh, sorry, go oh. ahead. No, I was just going to say, like, uh, I guess, do you want to describe that interaction between Randy Travis and the other characters? It's it's weird, because this is kind of where, like, they're trying to explain to him, hey, look, there's these people that have smuggled nuclear weapons into the country, and he's kind of like, fuck you, I don't care. <laughs> Which is weird for, like, a intelligence officer would not care. Is it weird? Um, yeah, it gets explained later, but at the time, yeah. it's like he's doing a bad job of covering up his true motivations. Right. But yeah. they're also talking about, like, the, the brothers, I guess. We haven't really got to them. Oh, the Dulles brothers? <laughs> the the no. guy They're in this they movie. They have a cameo in this movie. The Dole's brothers yeah. have a cameo oh, in this yeah, movie. Yeah. And his brother, who is like the main villain of the movie, I guess, who's like murdering people. Yeah. Right. And I guess that guy will used to be a spook. And they ask Randy Travis's character about it. And he gives the most I wrote it down because uh, his description was <laughs> this guy named Dean. He said he's a non-traditional operative covert operations specialist psychological operations expert in chaos theory and unconventional warfare <laughs> but his real talent is destabilizing governments that's like, like a... what, what the fuck's chaos theory chaos theory is actually like the origins of the universe right it's like yeah yeah he's <laughs> like they're describing a metal gear solid villain like that's like <laughs> yeah literally like He's explaining chaos theory like you know, like an like when people say anarchy in the street, like that is chaos theory to these guys. Yeah. Except it's you know. It just has the it Israel. has the it has the word chaos in it, and then they're yeah. Yeah. They're like if, we're gonna run with this shit. I bet. Oh man, I wish I wish we were in like the writers' room for this movie. And they made it. They should reboot this movie now and have us in the writing group. And instead of chaos here, we should be like, we should say he's an expert in Lowen theory, like that Lincoln Park album. <laughs> you think Tony Gronk and Pastor Hagee know what <laughs> yeah, Lincoln <the> <laughs> know what Lincoln Park is? Oh yeah. The writing room for this movie is just Gronk and Hagee. <laughs> like. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, so last episode we listened to like that ad, which is just Hagee explaining his Jerusalem countdown theory, right? With the blood moons, and which don't come into this movie, which is a bummer. Yeah, um, but I don't know. So th this guy Dean, he is an expert at destabilizing government. So. I don't know what like solidarity with Dean. He's like, like I don't. What does he do? Like he's just like he recognizes that you know the, the strife of the Palestinian people. Yeah, or, I don't know. Like, nah, who is just, Dean? He just goes in, in the countries movie, and he starts he, rumors. He's he, so he destabilizes them. He goes, maybe I can go do that, and then 
four bird sacks. An expert at it. <laughs> One man destabilizing. Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, in this movie, his talents are pretty lackluster. He puts a bomb on a plane, and then he also murders his... I think he murders his sister. Yep. Chaos theory, baby. <laughs> Is that what happened? <laughs> I mean... It's, he murders like, a woman who's the guy that they arrested's sister, but it's led to believe that he's the brother, so he murders his sister, and then he blows up a plane. Yeah, it's it. I mean, it's like, you know, blood for blood. Like, if you're going to take out the Israeli prime minister with a bomb on their on the plane... You gotta like, also the kill only... your stupid also, slut why sister. Did, can I just you ask, gotta why pay did... the price. Why did the eight Israeli prime minister fly out from Israel to fucking Illinois or Virginia to do a news program? Oh, we also oh, wanted to go to Bulls negotiation game. talks, baby. Yeah, the U.S. is hosting them, I guess. In Virginia. <laughs> <laughs> and like, clearly, this movie wasn't filmed like it, like, because where's isn't like the like. FBI, the CIA, like all those are in like Langley, right? This was like filmed in some like weird like podunk town. This wasn't like fucking. Well, I, no, I think Virginia is like for FBI is yeah. they have Quantico there, right? Yeah, but I don't I know, know that about Chicago. Uh, no, there's <laughs> there's Second City. Maybe he was going there to do improv. Yeah, they they also seem to be doing a lot of traveling by car between like Chicago, DC. Baltimore and all all within like one night and it seems like that would take longer well I mean this is you know the book of revelation Kenny like okay you can't predict real quick do you want to know the location filming locations of this movie there's two of them and it's uh (laughs) Manistee Michigan and uh Muskegon Michigan so it's just like two fucking random towns in Michigan perfect Yeah, it's two towns in Michigan that are apparently like twenty miles apart. So very cool. Well there you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. This movie was so confusing, I don't even know where we're at in it. This breakdown of what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean this is kind of where it goes nuts, man. Like it just goes off the rails and a lot of stuff happens. I I made a lot of notes of things that I like, like the fact that they kept calling the Strait of Hermuz the Strait of Hamaz. <laughs> 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 and then yeah, and then the weird neighbor who or the way oh. the reporter guy who's like Hmm, God, I wanna be a Christian, but oh don't know how to do it. He's like, hmm, I think my neighbor's a terrorist. What I'm going to do is break into his house. So he calls a locksmith who's like the angriest locksmith on earth. Oh, mm-hmm. oh wait, wait, wait. First he goes to a bar to have a fake ID made that like the ID, <laughs> when he hands it to him, it's like crumpled up paper. Like yeah. it's very clearly. <laughs> oh, yeah, that seems yeah. weird because they walk in this bar and it's supposed to be like, yeah, we're in like a tough Chicago bar and they're playing like weird a public domain version of, like, a Finn Lizzy song. <laughs> it's just, like, bikers playing pool, and then he, like, gets a fake ID, 
And the guy makes yeah, it for him. Yeah, he gets a fake ID from the bartender that's, like, clearly a high school student. <laughs> yeah, and he and the bartender high school student at this, like, weird, like, fake Finn, Liz- Finn Lizzie bar is like, hmm, you're like an old-ass man. Why do you want a fake ID? And he just gives it to him, and he's like, thank you, bye. <laughs> yeah. And on the ID, he gets the address of his uh, lone Muslim neighbor so that yeah. when he hands it to the the locksmith, the locksmith guy who's like in like a very weird truck. This is this is where I have a question. Wouldn't it have just been easier for him to break in? No, because he has that weird <laughs> lock. Because remember the lock the the locksmith is like, hmm, this is a weird lock. I gotta go get more tools. And then he's in his car and he has like a fucking safe cracking thing because you just hear him be like, right, like on the. Right, but, like, what I'm saying is, like, wouldn't it have been easier for him to just, like, bust through a window than to go to a bar to have a fake ID made so that he could get his neighbor's address on it so that he could call a locksmith and pay a locksmith to open his neighbor's door? No. (laughs) (laughs) You clearly haven't thought this through, Timmy. I I get it if it was, like, oh, I want to be as, like, nondiscreet as possible, but the locksmith drills a hole... (laughs) Through the guy's lock. I like how I like sure. how like angry the locksmith is here. <laughs> that is good. Yeah. And the, you can he's like clearly muttering under his breath like I don't get paid enough for this shit. Right. The like, funniest part with happy. like the locksmith is once he um once he opens the door, the the weird neighbor guy is like, How much do I owe you? He goes like, I'll bill you. And he goes, you'll bill me! And he's, like, really confused by, like, the like the idea of, like, being billed. Or he's, like, offended by it. It's fucking weird. His reaction to being told he's going to be billed later is weird. Yeah. So he goes in that dude's <laughs> house. Yeah. And he uh, <laughs> starts to just fucking shit his pants. Like... This- is my favorite sequence of events <laughs> in this entire fucking movie. Yeah, because he... the first thing he does is he goes upstairs and he finds assault rifles. Yeah, and he's like, "Ooh, that doesn't look good." And then he goes into another room where there's prayer mats on the floor and Arabic like writing on the wall, yeah. and he loses his shit. <laughs> <laughs> he... Yeah. He freaks the fuck out. Like, the AK-47s, he was like, this is kind of weird, but the prayer mats on the floor, he was like, no, shitting no, his pants no, hard. No! Yeah. <laughs> no! <laughs> it's very weird where you're like, hmm, I suspect this man's a terrorist. And then you find, like, illegal weapons, and you're like, I don't know, this is kind of weird, but, like, also, give him the benefit of the doubt. And then you find like just prayer mats and just like you know normal stuff. And you're like terrorist. <laughs> it's very weird. Uh, yeah. you're right. It's like a very weird reaction to. It's just racism. Yeah, and I mean, it's just racism. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, like before that too. Like I just remembered that. So he. He like pretended that he lost his dog. Remember oh, yeah. that? Oh yeah. To go to the backyard of that Muslim man's house. And he's just like, oh, Shadow, 
Shadow, where are you? Or whatever he named his fucking yeah. dog. And he tries to just, like, go into the guy's house right there. He's like, no, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe yeah. my dog's in there. <laughs> <laughs> you might not know it, but my dog might be inside <laughs> your house. <laughs> yeah, my dog might have run away from my house and gone into your house where he is. So I need to go through every room in your house. <laughs> and the neighbor's like, what the fuck? Fuck you, no. And he's like, damn it. I'm a reporter, by the way. I'm a professional reporter. I thought that would work. <laughs> yeah, I, fuck, I forgot about that scene. Yeah, but the deeper he goes into the house, the deeper in he, like, finds all of this, you know, weaponry and bombs and they, oh and oh, then yeah he sees the nuclear bombs yeah he does not freak out nearly as much when he finds the nuclear bomb as much as he did when he saw those prayer mats yeah <laughs> i made sure to like go back and watch all three reactions number three they should have i mean if that was going to be his reaction like build up they should have had him find the prayer mats last yeah, like he just like he finds, finds like a nuclear bomb, and he's like, mm, "This is weird and strange." And then he finds. I mean, they could have not been prayer mats. What if they were just like yoga mats? Like, <laughs> yeah, that's um. Yeah. I don't know. Bad writing by Tony Chunk or whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> <laughs> well, so remember, like this is the. This is like the thing that ties the whole story together because like up until that point Shane Agent Shane and Eve uh have no idea where the bombs are at and they sort of start to narrow it down to Chicago and then uh you know uh the Muslim <laughs> man and his and his like squad show up to the house and so uh, they, the neighbor guy starts freaking out. I will say, though, before that, they do something that I love. And that's when they start deducing, like, since the guy that they arrested is quoting from the Book of Revelations, they decide, they, they figure out, oh, this secret terrorist cell or whatever is speaking in code, and their code is, like, religious code. So what our FBI and CIA agent collectively do is they drive to a public library to, oh, read, yeah. to read the bible <laughs> which is my they they're like the lady's closing up the library and they're like hey hold on a minute i was like i was watching it i was like is this a library he's like no this must be a government building and i was like nope they went to a public <laughs> library <laughs> yeah yeah so they yeah they read the Bible and then they somehow narrow it down to Chicago, and <laughs> and they drive to Chicago. You know all those passages, those famous passages in the Bible about the windy city, right? Where yeah. God's like, "I love the hot dogs in the windy city, home of the fucking bulls, baby." <laughs> it's in the Bible. It's chapter five of the Bible. Yeah. What oh, so oh, no, so that goddamn it! There's so many fucking crazy things that happen. I took so many fucking notes on this movie. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but there's a, I was just scrolling through my notes, and there's, like, a port where uh, the main character has, like, a weird Elmer Fudd moment, <laughs> where the uh, guy that they have arrested talks about cutting off Israeli heads, and he goes, what do you mean, cut off with Whaley head with? <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know where we are at in this. <laughs> in, uh, <laughs> Such an important note. Thank you, Kenny. I don't know where we're at in this movie. Have we gotten to the part where they inject the guy with food serum? Before they go to Chicago, they inject their prisoner with food serum. Is that what they injected him with? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the dumbest thing. He goes, we're going to cut off his greatly head. <laughs> and he goes, cut off with the way we went? <laughs> well, it's a good movie. I love this movie out of all the movies that we've watched from this podcast. This one was actually not, you know, there's a lot of problems. There's a lot of plot holes. There's well, a lot story of, you know, unresolved storylines. But it's not a bad movie. Well, hold on. Yeah, it's not the as bad as. Yeah. The guy that they arrested, too, because um, the lady detective, because she's Jewish, there's a part in the when they're interrogating where he goes, like, he sniffs and he goes, Ugh, I smell a Jew. <laughs> <laughs> this guy can smell, can smell Jews. <laughs> he's, like a, he's like a Marvel villain. <laughs> can just, like, sniff, smell Jews. Yeah, they they make they go like out of their way to make this guy just comically anti-Semitic, just just like unbelievable. Like, no, that's and that's the thing I was saying with like the neighbor, where it's like, yeah, dude, you could make like a way more interesting movie if you just like made these characters like somewhat three-dimensional, but every like. The guy who's like, hmm, I think my neighbor might be a terrorist, and then like shows him, and it's like, yeah, clearly that guy's like <laughs> a terrorist, <laughs> or like this guy they arrest. They don't give like any like. There's no like this guy's all murderer guy <laughs> up front, but there's no kind of like, hmm, maybe this guy's. Maybe this guy's like misunderstood. He's just kind of like, I smell fucking Jews over here. Like he's just like this, like just like these weird cartoon characters. Yeah. Oh, also, when the reporter guy broke into the house, I did like that he found like there was just a bunch of like printed out pictures of like the former Iranian president Ahmadinejad like taped <laughs> to the wall with like hearts. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah. yeah, there was like a there was a printed out picture of Ahmadinejad like giving like two thumbs up. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and it says, "What me worry above it?" Like the Mad Magazine guy. <laughs> <laughs> so, are we at the part where they're having their weird little road trip? Agent, I don't. Well, a Agent Jew I and think we're, Pastor well, White. We, we we pretty much got to like the end, but we're like well, so. There's because like, there's that weird part where they're in the car, and it made me laugh because what's his name? Agent Agent Chang Ch Chang 
Chang, yeah. Yeah, fuck. I, I want to call him Agent Chang. I don't know why. I think it's just funnier if that guy's name was Chang. The Agent <laughs> Shane. Agent Shane <laughs> is like, um, yeah, it's weird. Um, maybe all this Bible stuff is real, which is crazy coming from me. You know, a real fucking... I don't believe in any of this stuff. I'm a real, like... <laughs> A real skeptic on all this shit. It's like you believed everything. Like every some guy just invited you to his house and like fucking told you this crazy like conspiracy theory. You're like, whoa, shit, is it real? Like you've believed everything everyone's told you in this movie. It's very weird that they're going out of their way to make him be like, you know me, this like real like skeptical guy over here. It's like you. You've been pilled by every person you've had a conversation with in this movie. <laughs> you've been... <laughs> you're the most pillable man on Earth. Agent yeah. Shane would be at the, like, Capitol protest. Like, he would have been at the fucking insurrection. <laughs> He's... Yeah, the most malleable person in the world. <laughs> and then they, like, talk about God in the car. Yeah. They're kind of leaning towards God. it being God being real. Yep. God. Yeah. I don't know what the prophecy is because it seems like whatever the prophecy is, it doesn't happen. And then, like, let's talk about that at the end. But it's a weird. I don't know what the fucking point of this movie was. Uh. To confuse the shit out of everyone except for Pastor Hagee fans. Pastor Hagee? Pastor Hagee and, Cron- and Cronkhead are the only people that understood uh, this movie. You have to watch all the... This is like Avengers Endgame. You have to watch all the other Chunk Cronk movies or whoever the, the guy who made this is. There is a very cool part in like their car ride that I liked where he like starts talking about uh, religion, like, she's more familiar with the Bible than the main character, Shane, is. Right. And and Eve says that the CIA and everything was looking into the Book of Revelations and looking into the rapture and that they were concerned about the rapture from a, like, sec- like, homeland security, like, state security of the state point of view. Like, they were worried that if all these people in America get raptured, that that will weaken America's, like, standing in the world. And I thought that was fucking amazing. Yeah. I, I loved that fucking, like, line of logic. Like, the rapture's real, and how will that weaken America globally? <laughs> yeah, also, it's like it's still how... seen through the lens of empire. And, like, it's it would be so funny if, you, you know, after the movie you find out that, like, no Americans were taken in the rapture. It was just, like, every, <laughs> everyone else. Everyone else was saved. Like, everyone else got to disappear except for the U.S. and Israel. Like, we're just the only ones left. Also, you know how fucking yeah. funny it would be if, like, I don't know, the Intercept, like, Grant article that was like, yeah, the FBI and the CAA spend, like, $50 million a year in resources, like, investigating the rapture. It's so fucking stupid to be like, yeah, these, like, government <laughs> organizations are, like, very concerned about the rapture. I figure, like, rapture happens, though, to me. That's endgame, right? Like, if you're left behind, like, that's it. Game yeah. over. Like, that was the big event. You missed it. Right. 
Wait. <laughs> so it's weird to me that the government's like, like, just convert to Christianity. If you're at the point where you're like worrying that the rapture is so real that it's going to threaten the United States, it's like, believe in Christ. What's the big deal? Well, and that's also like, <laughs> there's so many people yeah. that are like, it's funny because that insinuates there's a bunch of people who are like legitimately like, terrified of the rapture and they're like fuck the rapture's real it's gonna weaken american standing but they don't plan on being raptured like they're like this is a real thing that's happening but also like we're not getting raptured and it's gonna like weaken our country i don't know if you believe in the rapture you should just be like all right well i'm a christian then you should be like (laughs) The rapture's real, but I'm not going to be no Christian. Like, <laughs> you shouldn't. It's so weird. It's such a weird... <laughs> it's it's weird to be like, how does the United States continue post It doesn't. Like, that's the whole post It's the end of the world. It does, though, because Shane and Eve don't leave. Yeah, that's true. so that's how the movie ends, with, like, the shittiest CG rapture of all time. Again, with just, like, flashlights being pointed at the sky. Yeah, and you just see people's clothes on the ground. Yeah, and then and then Shane's like, "What? Oh fuck!" So we oh skip no, to the end. <laughs> we skip. So so that's how the movie ends. But then they go to the um. So the guy's still in the house. We're skipping all over the place because this movie's insane. But <laughs> that that guy's in the house. Um, the reporter guy. The reporter right. guy's in the house, and then the Muslim guy comes home. And uh, he's like, what are you doing in my house? You broke into my house. And then Shane also breaks into the house. And then he kills the muscle guy. And the guy's like, oh, I thought this guy was a terrorist. I'm just a neighbor. And he's like, thank you. Okay, bye. And then everyone gets raptured. <laughs> well, yeah, so <laughs> basically <laughs> this, this is this is what's so fucked up about this movie. Is it, w- it just took this neighbor being extremely racist yeah to save the save the world basically pretty much I, the point of this movie yeah. is um be extremely racist to your like you know neighbors of color cuz it's always justified and yeah. then um convert to christianity cuz that's what he does right he just goes to his wife yeah and he's like wah wah wah, yeah. wah i love you this might ruin this movie for you but you know who he is like his real life counterpart is the reporter guy. Green, green, is he Glenn Green Greenwald? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say yeah, but uh, no, it's George Zimmerman. That's who that what? reporter is. Oh yeah, He's the guy that profiles his neighbor and like oversteps his bounds. Like that's who the hero of the story oh, is. Shit. Yeah. Fuck. He's a, he breaks – he just sees a brown guy, Muslim guy, living next door. He breaks into his house, and then he's like, this movie's lesson is like, yeah, no, you should do that because they're actually a terrorist, your neighbor. Well, and also yeah. the, F- <laughs> the FBI guy well, doesn't, like, question him. He goes, like, who are you? And he goes, I'm the neighbor. I broke in here because he was a terrorist. And he's like, cool. Okay. Yeah, that's the real – that's the real, like, crazy racist mar- part. Yeah. I mean, the whole movie's racist. That's the crazy racist part where he goes, yeah. like, oh, there's two people in this basement. One's white, one's brown. Yeah, and he shoots, the, he shoots the brown guy right away. 
Yeah. There was yeah, there there was actually <laughs> there was four people because he the Muslim guy had a minion with him or whatever. And Oh so yeah. This is this is this is why I like this is fucking stupid because up until this point Agent Shane and Eve have no fucking idea where the bombs are at. Like no idea. They figure they narrow it down to Chicago. But Chicago's big, Chicago's right? So they giant, can't fucking yeah. just find it. Uh, but this fucking dude just shitting his pants, like watching <laughs> his neighbor, like watching his neighbor come into the home that he just broke into. Like watching him slowly inch forward. He calls nine one one and gives the address and that's how they fucking find the bombs. Yeah, because of this guy's racism. Yeah. To be fair, at the point where he called the cops, he did find prayer mats. So, he had reason. <laughs> Maybe. Right. Which, like... <laughs> well, like... Yeah. <laughs> and a nuclear bomb and assault rifle. But it's like, yeah. Yeah. But he, was, he just called 911. He goes, help! Help! This man has prayer mats in the s- 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 suburbs! And then they were like, send the FBI. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, that's when Agent Shane gets there and he shoots the minion and like well, well, the the reporter like before that he like jumps out at the Muslim man, his neighbor, and like kind of wrestles away an assault rifle from this guy that's like <laughs> twice his size. Yeah. And the yeah, minion- it, the minion guy also puts in a password on a computer to oh, arm the nuclear yeah. weapons, and the password to arm them was Seven Wonders, which is like, oh, that's <laughs> the first word that we learned in this whole movie. It's yeah. like he set his password to arm nuclear weapons to passwords. Like, oh, the <laughs> thing that everybody knows? Yeah, I liked it. And the... they never disarmed them. Yeah. They just kind of like, oh, well, the minion's dead, so like his blood spilling onto that computer terminal automatically like disarms <laughs> the bombs yeah well he needed to type in revolution of god or whatever the fuck that group is called yeah whatever yeah. the weird counter <laughs> whatever the weird counter password is <laughs> this is like a video game <laughs> Yeah. Like, none of this logically yeah, makes sense about that. Mind. Yeah, none of this, like, logically makes sense about, like, disarming a bomb, but just, like, hey, put in the, the secret word. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we also, uh, just because this is, like, the movie threw this away, so it's, like, not worth mentioning, but Randy Travis is the villain. Yeah. Of the movie. Yeah. Oh, we find that out at the very end. Yeah, he just, you like, find, makes yeah, a phone call, and he's like, I was the bad guy the whole time. On the cell phone, we're like, all right. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's got like a voice changer or whatever. He's yeah. been the altered voice that was talking to all the terrorists or whatever. Which um, is very cool because that's the exact same thing they did in the movie Baby Geniuses. There's a gag in the movie Baby Geniuses where they trick someone with a voice changer. Home Alone Two does it too. Remember where he takes the talk boy and he pretends to be his dad. So it's very cool that oh, this yeah. movie, yeah. this movie's whole plan to destroy the world was stolen from Baby Geniuses and <laughs> Home Alone 2. Good job, Chunk Gronk, on writing this movie. 
Yeah. So after we learned that Land- Randy Travis is the villain the whole time, you might expect the movie to take a turn to like where they're trying to catch him, but everybody <laughs> gets raptured and then the movie ends. Yeah. Yep. Bye bye. <laughs> well, isn't there so like, it's a... like a lot with what Travis has been saying where the movie's like, oh, okay, bye bye. Like that's literally <laughs> the entire. <laughs> Wait, hold on. There's some weird scene. I don't remember how it happened. Is his wife dying? Or the pastor guy? Or he's or the reporter guy? Where oh. he's just like, oh, there's like a weird scene where he's like hugging his wife and he's like, oh. Oh, no, it's like, is he in the house? There's, like, a weird scene where he's just like, God, <laughs> I love you. Oh, yeah, God. No. He's doing that weird thing that, like, yeah. the uncomfortable kind of praying where you're just, like, being a cuck for Jesus. Where you're like, God, I want to lick your fucking toes. And Yeah, he's basically <laughs> crying, like, and he's just like, oh, God, I got to see my wife again. Oh, let me see my wife. And please, I'll be your human toilet, Daddy. Please, I love you. And then... <laughs> Yeah, and, and when and then, he, you know, uh, it's crazy, but, you know, when Agent Shane saves him, like, that dude just walks out of that, his neighbor's house and just goes into his house and, <laughs> yeah. like, doesn't answer any questions well, or Agent, anything. Agent Shane That's literally just about. points the gun at him and goes, who are you? And he goes, I'm the neighbor. And he goes, okay, <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. yeah, and he walks into his house and he's like, oh, Ange, I missed you so much. And that's oh, the scene Jesus you talked about. Jesus so much, dude. Oh. oh, dude, I love God, dude. I was really confused. Like, was that character supposed to be like an analog for the audience? Because I do not want to be like that guy. I, I do not want to break into my neighbor's house and like be a massive like pussy the entire time and then cry <laughs> and then convert to Christianity out of desperation. Like, that seems... Like not a, well, not that's one. the thing. I wouldn't say it's like it was like out of desperation because the whole movie he's just like, "Look, I want to be a Christian, but I'm like I'm scared to do it." So like his wife, he's like, "Yeah, of course God's real, and I think you're cool now that you're a Christian." Like, he doesn't yeah, seem to have a problem true. with Christianity at all. He's like, "Fuck, you're like a, I think you're like hotter and your tits are bigger ever since you became a Christian. And I think that's Wait, cool so like, for our marriage." <laughs> he's just like this weird no, guy who like, seems to have no qualms like with like Christianity or his wife being a Christian, but he's just like for whatever reason I will not be one. Wait, okay, so now I'm thinking like converting to Christianity is like his stereotypical like getting married type thing where he's like, no, like I want to be free and sleep with as many women and do as much as possible. He's like. No, before I convert to Christianity, I need to break into my Muslim neighbor's house and get spooked so hard. <laughs> <laughs> I get scared by a, I need to get scared by a carpet so hard that I, that I become a Christian. <laughs> yeah, it's like I wish I could read what it said on the walls of that prayer room because oh. it could, it could have just been like so benign, like. It could have just literally said prayer room in Arabic, <laughs> and this guy is, like, full-on just shitting his pants. Yeah, it just said, bless yeah. this mess in Arabic on the wall. <laughs> He's like, no! That is, that's one of my favorite scenes in the movie, too, where, like, the entire time, like, you could tell they were building up to this, where the neighbor on the phone to the CIA guy goes, Alu Akbar? Yeah. And the, they, like, play dramatic music. It's like, oh, shit. He said it. He said the thing that we know. 
Yeah. Which is just like God is great. Yeah, it's like them saying like, "God bless you, or Amen," <laughs> or the weird shit yeah. that Christian people say. I don't fucking know, dude. But yeah, everyone gets raptured except for um, Pastor White and the Jew lady. And uh, and then the like the final shot is just kind of like the two main characters going like, oh no, oh no, because they realize they like fucked up, right? Yeah, but they were the heroes. Yeah, but they didn't like. They didn't like tell God they were gonna like suck his toes like that pat like that yeah, fucking reporter the, guy. They didn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but everything so was up to them. Like. Yeah. They say they had to save the world. Right. But they but didn't. Right. They I didn't. mean, but they did. No. They saved the world, but then they also, like, God was like, you're not worthy. I don't fucking hang out with you for eternity. Fun on earth. Yeah, they, they're they they're stuck on purgatory. Earth. Yeah. And, then, uh, and then it kind of suddenly ends, and they play the craziest song I've ever heard in my life, which is this, some, like, weird... <laughs> At first, I thought it was that Evanescent song from fucking the Daredevil <laughs> I movie. I thought it was, too. <laughs> and I was like, whoa, they played the Evanescent song? And then it's just like, it's some lady doing like an Evanescent impression, and she's just saying about Jesus. Yeah. It's the craziest song I've ever heard in my life. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how we have to play out this episode, is that song. I gotta find that song. I don't know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's called Hope in You. By Aaron Caitlin. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Well, I'll fucking find it then. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's Jerusalem Countdown. We spent longer um, describing that movie than that movie actually was. <laughs> I think because there was, well, there was a lot of weird I things. I love this movie. I love this movie. It's so good. It's such a fucking weird. What's crazy about it nowhere. is I think they were like, whoever, what's the. Chunkus Gronk, whatever the fuck the guy's name is who wrote it. Chunky Gronk was like, he went to Pastor Hagee and was like, hey man, I really like that nonfiction book about the weird shit that you wrote. Um, I think we should make that like a big action movie. We should make that like, you know, a spy thriller, like a, you know, like a Jason Bourne, Tom Clancy, uh, like a Jack Ryan type movie. And then the budget was like, you have $800. Like, okay, so it's mostly going to be dialogue. We're going to film it in my house. We're going to film it at the Applebee's next to my house. (laughs) And inside of this car. And so it's a lot of, like, it's it's a lot of, like, explaining and a lot of story, but it's all nonsense. It's just kind of, like, casual racism. Because they didn't have, like, a budget for, like, action scenes. Yeah, it's weird because the whole movie talks about a prophecy happening, and part of that has to do with the terrorists or the bad guy in this bad guys in this movie succeeding with their plan, but they don't, and then the rapture happens anyway. So to me, the whole thing is like God did like a misfire, like he like jumped the shark like too <laughs> soon. He accidentally raptured everybody because like I think the terrorists were supposed to win. Wasn't that the prophecy? That they destroy 
They just America is unable to help Jerusalem. Jerusalem gets destroyed by Muslims, and then everybody who's a Christian gets raptured. Maybe. I thought I don't that know. was. Something. We'll we'll have to wait for Jerusalem countdown too. Oh, there's a, there's a sequel. So they should um, keep making these movies like Fast and the Furious movies. Let's make like twelve of them. <laughs> Supposedly, there was talk about a potential sequel to tie up any loose ends, which there were probably a lot because there was just like a lot of plot that just went nowhere, like weird character development that just you know went unanswered or just didn't make any sense. Um, but I don't think they're gonna do that. I I don't think this thing made money. It was a TV movie, so <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you don't think that uh, HBO Max is gonna pick up the Jerusalem Countdown <laughs> Part Two? Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, on their budget, eight hundred dollars. I have fund it. Yeah, eight hundred dollars, and then they give Randy Travis four hundred, and they gave. Stacy Keach, $350. <laughs> and the other $50 went to the egg and the hamburger budget for the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I don't know. Um, that was not the worst thing we've watched, I think, for this podcast. I don't think I understood anything about it, but there were a lot of like weird li- lines in it. I like that. I like how this guy sucks at acting. The main Agent Shane guy, where he just he doesn't know how to react to the situations around him. Um, yeah, he was a very know. bad actor. I don't know, man. I think that Mark Ruffalo and uh, Javier Bardem and all those Hollywood people who are now backtracking on, um, you know, their stance on Palestine. I think. Uh, I think they watched this movie. I think they all watched this and were like, you know what, you're right. Israel <laughs> is the victim. I don't think it was them being pressured by, you know, powerful lobbies. <laughs> I think it was them, they just watched this movie on uh, C- Cinemax they or whatever like the fuck the thing's called. They're like, oh, that wild man out in San Antonio, Texas, <laughs> John Hagee, with the crazy Frankenstein hair. He knows everything. Yeah. Oh, what? Hagee wrote a movie with Kronk? <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, oh, Mark, Mark Ruffalo just firing up his PureFlix account and going, Holy like, shit, what is this? Mark Ruffalo called his agent. He's like, how come I didn't fucking hear anything about this? Why wasn't I called? And like, <laughs> oh, you were filming, you were filming... Avengers. He's like, I would have fucking dropped out of Avengers to play Agent <laughs> Shade in the Jerusalem Countdown movie based on my favorite nonfiction book. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think that's the episode. Good uh, movie. I recommend it. <laughs> I can't recommend it enough. Watch yeah, it. Sign up, sign up for a PureFlix account. They have all sorts of good movies on there. They have a movie where um, Cuba Gooding Jr. plays Ben Carson. <laughs> On there. <laughs> 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 Which I mean, we could watch. We have the trial till next Friday if you guys want to watch the Snow Dogs guy playing Ben Carson in the movie. <laughs> yeah, but Gooding Jr. sent a weird career. He played OJ, he played Ben Carson, 
fucking snow dogs. <laughs> Versatile actor. Versatile guy. Uh, anyway, you can... Oh, he was in Jerry Maguire uh, with Ari Spears, who told me to say the N-word on stage before for no reason. <laughs> Just came with me and was like, you should say the N-word. And I was like, no, thank you. And he got mad at me. <laughs> That's my Ari Spears story. It's cool. Anyway. I wonder, were you there for that, or... No, I, I I was not. Yeah. I I was there for that. You, <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. And he he got like legitimately mad at me, and I was like, "Why should I?" And he was like, "Ah, because your bit's about this thing." And I was like, "It's not about." You just want me to say what? And he's like, "If you don't want to take my advice, fine." And I was like, "I don't want to take your advice." And I got like legitimately like upset at me, and I was like, "I'm sorry. I just don't want to say the n word." <laughs> Do you have any other advice? I'll take it. He goes, yeah, say more slow. I'm like, oh. Sorry, Mr. Spears. The only Spears I take advice from is Britney. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the episode, there you go. I think. There you have it. Yeah. That's what we're going out on. Um, <laughs> you can send us an email at spin.pod at gmail.com if you want to learn more about Jerusalem <laughs> from us. We'll send you literature. We'll send you a PDF of a screenplay for this movie. Um, <laughs> you can follow us on Facebook at spin.pod.com where you will also be posting a PDF of the screenplay for this movie. Um, until next time. Why so serious? Bye.